Welcome to WE Kiwi, where friends come in all sizes, shapes and species. And here's a new book of why. Why do roses have thorns? As the gate of the garden swung open, in rushed AJ and JW Kiwi. With their backpacks on, they raced to their uncle, W.E. Kiwi. The sound of a car horn beeped as it sped away. W.E. put down his spade and gave the children a big hug. Hi kids, are you ready for an afternoon helping in the garden? W.E. said. From their backpacks, both children pulled out a pair of gardening gloves. We're ready, uncle, A.J. yelled. J.W. struggled to put her gloves on, so W.E. helped. Don't worry, I can help you, J.W. Once you get them on, we can get into the dirt and start planting. Today, we have some daffodil bulbs, then the new roses. With their gloves on, all three started putting daffodil bulbs in the ground, ready for spring. It took them some time, as there were hundreds of them. Sweat ran down the beak of W.E., we decided it was time for a water break. On a bench, and under an umbrella, the three Kiwis sat drinking. W.E. let out a sigh, as he was needing a longer break. To keep the children occupied, he had a cunning plan. If he told the children a new story, it might keep them sitting down and not running around the garden. W.E. stood up. Now, we have to put the new roses in next. But you have to be very, very careful, as this is very dangerous. The children's eyes widen. J.W. didn't know why. Um, do they attack you, Uncle? J.W. asked. A.J. giggled. Yes, they do. They put prickles in your bum. W. tried not to laugh out loud, but he had to reassure J.W. No, A.J., but they have very sharp thorns. You won't get hurt as long as you're very, very careful. Roses have the most beautiful flowers, but also dangerous thorns to protect them. Do you know why? Both children thought for a moment. AJ put up his hand. Oh, 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 I know. So they don't steal them from anyone's garden. That's right, AJ. But how do you know about the Duplins? The Duplins? AJ wondered. Yes, the Duplins. They were the first people to put thorns on roses. I don't know about them. What do they look like, Uncle? Well then, let me tell you the tale of the Duplins and the nasty weasel. Sit tight and pay attention, kids. A long, long time ago lived a community of Duplins. Duplins were short, with big bellies and big bums. They had round heads and green eyes. Their dark black hair grew long on one side, so they would comb it over their bald heads to make sure they didn't get sunburned. Every morning they bathed in the river, then put on their underwear, shirts and overalls, heading off to their magnificent garden. Their feet were strong and sturdy, so they never needed shoes. As they grew older, each Duplin would grow a golden beard even the ladies. You could tell how old a Duplin was by the length of their beard. Duplin were the first people to create apples, pears, and all the fruit of the world. 
One of their passions was also to create new flowers. With their Duplin magic, they could create wonderful new seeds. Only Duplin knew the spells to whisper for new fruit and flowers. The Duplin lived between mountains in a hidden valley. Each spring, carrier hawks would be paid in gold chains to fly down and take seeds, spreading them far and wide. The Duplin never took any form of payment for the seeds as they loved to share their love of gardening with everybody. Creating new fruit was one of their greatest joys, but creating flowers was special due to the lovely fragrances that filled the air. Duplin also discovered how to make bulbs for daffodils, dahlias and tulips, just like the ones we use today. One morning, a young Duplin called Kinlick took a blossom from an apple tree and placed it in her hands. She breathed in and out over it and whispered a spell. From her hands grew a stunning red flower. Taller and taller it grew till it was looking her in the eye. She thought, look how it rose up so quickly. What shall I call it? I can call it a rose. She ran to the house and rang the lunch bell. It wasn't time for lunch, so the Duplin were worried there might have been an accident. By the farmhouse, Kinlick held the flower high and proclaimed, I have a new flower for us all. I call it a rose. The Duplin cheered and opened bottles of sparkling orange juice to celebrate the new flower. For the next three years, the Duplin developed different colored roses, white, orange, pink and yellow. Kinlick even crossed a blueberry to make a blue rose. When the hawks came to gather seeds, they always took a new rose to show the world. It was such a wonderful time, but not everyone was happy with these new flowers. In a valley, a hundred miles away, smoke rose from the fire in a cottage. Inside by the fire, spitting on the floor and cooking his dinner, was a weasel. Bitter and twisted he sat, not wanting to be pleasant to anyone. His fur was oily and putrid, his teeth yellow. He wore only a pair of torn jeans held up by suspenders. He sat and slept in the same chair by the fire. Any time the hawks would try and offer him seeds, he yelled at them to leave him alone as he only ate onions and fish. The hawks tried to cheer him up with flowers and were excited to show him roses. When the hawks showed him roses every year, he spat and screamed, Enough with this joy! He bit his nails and began thinking of how to stop such happiness. When a hawk offered him a new rose, he asked, That's very lovely, but you have a different coloured rose, as I want to plant it for everyone to see. Perhaps you bring me a pink rose and meet me on top of that mountain. The weasel pointed to the mountain from the side of his cottage. The hawk nodded and flew off back to the Duplin. Laughing his way up the hill, the weasel waited at the top for the hawk to return. Hiding in one hand was a piece of silver string which made him snigger even more. The weasel scoured the horizon but decided to take a nap. As the weasel lay on his back snoozing, the hawk returned. 
flapping his wings as he landed, the hawk woke the weasel up. Oh, oh, there you are. Thank you so much for the lovely rose. My hands are weak from working in the fields. Can you please help me plant it in the grass? The hawk, being pleasant as they were, agreed to. As he dug in the dirt, the hawk didn't notice the weasel tying a silver string around his leg. When the rose was planted, the weasel smirked and patted the hawk on his wing. Thank you, friend. This rose shall help me so much. Now you fly back to spread more roses in the world. I say this with the kindness of my heart. The weasel waved goodbye to the hawk as he flew off. Little did the hawk know, the silver string glistened to the sunlight as he flew. The weasel with his beady little eyes tracked the hawk from a distance. Over the mountains the hawk flew, down into the valley. The weasel counted the number of mountain tops the hawk flew over. Jumping with joy, the weasel's keen eyesight where the hawk was getting the new roses from. He would now hatch an evil plan. It was time for him to destroy all the new roses being grown. Next morning, as the Duplin created stunning new roses, the weasel started his journey over the mountains to the valley. Slung over his shoulder, he carried a satchel full of rotten onions and putrid fish. These he would eat on his way, but hidden in his pocket was a trowel ready to dig up any new roses he found. As the weasel climbed to the top of a mountain, he hid behind a rock. He looked to the valley below. There he would see Duplin working away whilst hawks flew overhead. The weasel crawled down the mountain, so not to be seen, till he found a hole in a tree trunk where he hid. The sun was slowly going down, but the Duplin kept working. The weasel spat on the ground, as the Duplin were very hard workers and only finished late into the night. When the last Duplin finished their dinner and went off to bed, the weasel knew it was time to act. Going row by row, the weasel dug up the roses and put them in a pile. With a piece of rope, the weasel tied the pile and dragged it to a stream. By the side of the stream, he pulled the roses off their stems and threw them in the water. The rose petals floated in the darkness, out of sight. With wicked joy, he tore the rose plants apart. There by the river's edge, he made a fire and burnt the plants to a crisp. Now you won't be bothering me anymore. Who needs roses anyway? Into the night, the weasel walked back to his cottage over the mountains. As the sun rose in the morning, the weasel still giggled at his evil ways. As for Kinlick and the Duplin, they walked into the garden and saw the roses they so lovingly cared for were gone. They searched, but all they found were ashes by the river and a few rose petals on the shore. Kinlick sobbed as she tried to collect the petals. Who would be so unkind? The Duplins had always been caring and this disaster was something new. Many Duplin hugged Kinlick throughout the day, defiantly saying they would help make new roses. For the next summer, autumn and winter, Kinlick made new roses ready for the spring. But as soon as she made them, the weasel returned to destroy them all. 
heartbroken, Kinlick went to the grand wise Duplin to ask her for advice. The grand wise Duplin stroked her long golden beard. She too was perplexed why someone would want to destroy the lovely roses. The Duplin were a peaceful community, but maybe it was time to create a defense system for the roses. The grand wise Duplin ushered for Kinlick to come closer. As Kinlick came closer, the grand wise Duplin whispered in her ear, Raspberry bush, bring me one. Kinlick carefully pulled an ancient raspberry bush from the ground. It had thorns on its side to protect it from the children. The children would steal berries in the summer before they could make it into jam. With a raspberry bush and the seed of a rose, the grand wise Duplin blew on it three times. She passed the seed to Kinlick. Grow these seeds from spring. From now on, they shall grow thorns. Wait and see who howls in the moonlight when they try and steal the rose bushes. Kinlick spent the next month propagating more rose seeds, each one slowly growing and now with sharp thorns. When they were big enough, she put them in the dirt in tightly bunched rows. In the sunlight and with watering, they grew splendidly. Every night, Kinlick spent dozing in the rose beds waiting to see what might happen. One night, she would find out. The weasel crawled down the mountainside and the light of a full moon. In front of him, he saw the new roses. He sniggered as now he had more roses than he had ever seen to destroy. He looked left, then right, and then scampered towards the roses. Standing at the start of the first row, he imagined running along, grabbing the roses in one quick motion. With both arms out, he ran to the roses, his face beaming with glee. This was very short-lived. As he grabbed the first, then the second, then the third, thorns pierced into his hands. He was stopped dead in his tracks and let out the most almighty howl. Who has done this? Why, oh why? He yelled so loudly, all the Duplin came running from their beds. From the last row of the roses came Kinlick. She saw the weasel crying in the grass, with blood covering his hands. Ripping off the bottom of his shirt, she made bandages for the weasel's hands. Even though she had caught him red-handed, she took pity on the poor smelly creature. The Duplin stood aside so the grand wise Duplin could confront the weasel. She looked upon the sorry sight as the weasel whimpered and spoke to him. A lesson you have been taught. The Duplin create flowers and food for the whole world to enjoy. I have to ask you, why would you destroy our roses? The weasel, still nursing his sore hands, looked up and shook his head. I have no joy in my life, so why should others? You'll stay here, yet you don't know the ways of the weasels. We spit on your happiness, and don't see why you should have flowers when all we have is weeds. As tears formed in Kinlick's eyes, the grandwise Duplin offered peace. Poor weasel, 
You have upset little Kinlik, thinking you can't have happiness. Please stay with us. We can show you how to bring joy, and soon you will find flowers into your heart. The weasel didn't know what to say. Why were the Duplin being so nice? Were they trying to trick him? Kinlik took the weasel by the arm and led him into the village. He sat on a bed of straw as the Duplin doctor put soothing cream on his hands. He lay down to rest for the night. In the morning, he was fed delicious carrot and pea soup with warm bread. The weasel walked to the garden where he saw the Duplin working and creating new fruit and flowers. The grand wise Duplin offered Weasel a new flower called a sunflower. Here, take the sunflower. It is something we have just created. It brings seeds to eat or to make into oil. The sunflower grows high above your head so you can always look up and see the joy. Please forgive us for putting thorns in the roses, but we needed to protect them. The weasel, taking the flower, put it against his heart. I don't know how to thank you in showing me your kind ways. I shall take the sunflower to my home and plant many more. Thank you. The weasel walked away, but turned. I have seen the error in my ways, but be careful of other weasels, as they too could come and try and destroy the new roses. I don't trust my cousins. The Duplin waved the weasel goodbye as he walked over the mountain back home. Every summer, the weasel would plant sunflowers and marvel at how high they would grow. The seeds he would use in his new bread and to make oil to fry potatoes. He learned that there are other great foods apart from onions and smelly fish. Years later, when the weasel passed away, his cottage was found by a brown bear. The front door was open and above the fire a wooden board hung, inscribed with the words, The sunflower is more than just a plant, it is a way to your heart and a friend. The End And that's why roses have thorns. Now kids, the Duplin still made sure roses have thorns so evil weasels don't try and destroy them. We'd better be careful when we plant our roses. I have yellow, white and orange, and a special one. It's purple. W.E. took the roses to the garden as the children carefully dug holes to put them in. Once they were all in place, A.J. took the hose pipe to water them. W.E. and J.W. made sure they stood back as A.J. was sure to try and wet them both. The day ended with the children jumping back in the car to go home. They waved out the window and J.W. yelled, What other flowers can the Duplin create for us, Uncle? W.E. just waved, thinking, What would happen if he crossed a tulip with a sunflower? The End Thanks for listening, and don't forget to like and subscribe. And stay tuned for more stories with W.E. Kiwi.